up, gang? David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Thanks so much for tuning in and checking this out. Really appreciate your time. We have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful episode today with a very good friend. This is Sarah Thompson. Sarah Thompson is a drummer and uh, a label bigwig <laughs> who you probably know from Poison City Records and, of course, being the driving force behind Melbourne band Camp Cope. Camp Cope have had an incredible year. They got to tour the US for the first time this year. Uh, they got to play Laneway. Uh, they got to play at the Opera House for Vivid Live. And they just recently wrapped up a national tour with Warriors, which was absolutely awesome. I've known Sarah for about two years, and I really, really love everything she does. She is a really driven, really uh, powerful person, and just absolute no bullshit about her. And it was a real, real thrill to get to chat with her. I should preempt this by mentioning that we were both hysterically tired at this point. Both of us had just been uh, driven through the madness that is Poison City Weekender, and uh, it was about as hectic as you would expect. So we're still slightly delirious at the time of recording this, but uh, I think I, I think we managed to, to get our shit together in time. Uh, but uh, yeah, Tomo is an absolute champion. Really, really glad we got to do this one. Uh, you may know... Uh, Georgia was previously a guest on this podcast, and now Sarah is as well. And you're probably wondering, where is Kelly? Well, don't worry. It will happen. It will happen next year. Kelly is real, and she is strong, and she is my friend. And she will be on this podcast. Until then, however, please, please buy some tickets to Camp Cope, Cash Savage and the Last Drinks, and RVG. Uh, doing a huge show December 3rd at the Forum Theatre in Melbourne. It is the biggest show all three of these acts have ever played, and it is going to be an absolute doozy. It'll also be the last time you get to see Camp Cope until the new record comes out next year. You've probably already heard the new single, The Opener, which came out last week, and you'll get to hear that live and maybe a couple of other new ones as well for the upcoming Camp Cope show at the Forum Theatre, December 3rd. Go get tickets. There probably aren't many left. Do it for yourself. Do it for your country, goddammit. In the meantime, if you like this podcast and you would like to support it, there are a couple of ways in which you can do that. You can head over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and... uh, Drop us a line there, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, Yeah, get the word out there through your social media. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. And of course, if you do have a couple of bucks lying around every month, you can support the podcast via Patreon for as little as $1 a month. A lot goes into a completely independent podcast that is literally made in my bedroom. So any support thrown this way is really, really appreciated. So if that is of all of interest, please head over to patreon.com slash barbands. Righto, let's get cracking. This is episode 92 of All My Friends Are In Barbands, and it's with the wonderful, the incomparable, the beanie-wearing legend, Sarah Thompson. On you, Tomo.
everyone, I'm David James Young, and all my friends from Bar Bands. Today, I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Sarah Thompson. Hello, DJY. How are you, Tomo? I'm, I'm good. I'm pretty tired. I'm good. My voice is a bit crackly, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've noticed, but so is mine. That's okay, we, we can match. We've, we, I, I don't think either of us have collectively slept for more than maybe eight or ten hours in the last week or so. No. It's been... It's been pretty full on, I'd say. Yeah, that'd be about right, I reckon. <laughs> Wherever, we're, we're on a good batting average, I'd say. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Weekender has come and gone, and we're in Wollongong with uh, the Camp Cope Warriors experience. Played the first show of the tour last night. How was that? It was really nice. We hadn't been to Canberra for a whole year, so it was so cool to... Like, the venue is about 150 people more than... The last time we played in Canberra, yeah, it wow. was very full and everyone was very loud and very nice. So it was, be happy with it that. was great. Yeah, it was cold and great. How many complaints on the internet did you receive about not playing in Canberra for that one year time? Canberra didn't. They, they were okay. They, they were complacent. No, they're, they're good. They um, last night I spoke to a few people and they're like, "Thanks for coming. No one comes to Canberra. I'm like, that's oh, okay." Bless. <laughs> See, that's lovely. Everyone was very nice last night. Yeah, that's good to hear. Mm. And obviously on Friday you played one of the biggest, if not the biggest, Camp Coat show thus far. Like, uh, what was that like? I can imagine just, you know, having the back row and just looking out and just seeing that. Because that would have been a huge, huge moment. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Like, we, as you know, you were there. We played our very our second ever show at... Yes. Um, Weekender two years ago. Yep. I believe uh, previous guest of the show, Radhead, was probably passed out at yep, that point yep. on the co- on the, was, on the gravel. It was a it was an interesting <laughs> morning, one. Yeah. yeah was, Sunday morning coming down. It was about two o'clock on the Sunday afternoon. So yeah, to like for like Andy to let us then headline this year after you know last year we played you know the corner but we we weren't headlining and then yeah yeah well, you second last on the on the side stage yeah yeah for pity sex and then yeah so it was it was it was really nice it was so cool apparently everyone was very loud I couldn't really hear because my monitor was so good can't complain good problem that. yeah good problem yeah. to have. <laughs> We've got beautiful Lara doing sound for this whole tour, and she's perfect. So, yeah, it was great. It was so nice. You've got to be happy with that. Mm. Oh, yeah. That weekend, it was the first weekend that we ever met. It was. It yeah. was. It was the first time we ever met. How long have you been Poison Citying at that point? Mm. I reckon it's been about four years. Yeah, right. Yeah. How did you How did you get involved originally? I, funnily enough, I'd work, well, I've, I've worked in the industry for about 15 years uh-huh. um, other labels and so forth and so forth the last label I worked for almost broke me and actually no it didn't break me I um I was I was done with music I was like I'm finished yeah this has broken my soul my spirit wow uh, this industry is horrible whoever that label anymore. is I hope you're happy with yourself <laughs> it was a few years in in the making but um yeah, I was just sort of done with it, and yeah, I, of course. I messaged Andy, who was a friend of mine, and actually Poison City were one of my accounts at the other label as a shop, not a distributor. I said to him, uh, I'm going to quit tomorrow, just I'm finished, and he's like, oh, okay, that's cool, crazy, okay, well, yeah, drop in on your way home, because like, I live around the corner, and yeah. I dropped in, and his words were, cool, so are you going to start working here then? And I was like, um... <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. 
Okay. It was kind of like Andy was probably the only person I was going to work for yeah. in this industry because he's a very excellent person who I has agree. very good morals and the label is everything that I like in a label. They yeah. treat people well and do things like in sort of a discord way. It's the way it should yeah. be. Bands and label, you know, equal and every band is equal. And yep. I said, okay, well, I'll stay, and then I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) When God closes the door, Andy opens a shop window. Exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) I begin these by tracing back the initial interest in music, specifically where it went from being something that you were maybe listening to on the radio or seeing on TV or something like that, to being something where you're just like, this is something I want to do, I want to play music. And went too far from where you grew up, coincidentally enough. It's true, we were there today. I was born in Wollongong. Wollongong Hospital, indeed. Yep, exactly. And you grew up in Kayama? Yep. Yeah. For, for as my, my, my early years, I went to prim, uh, Kayama Primary School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to... This is attested on the uh, the uh, the current tour poster. It is. It's, that's me in Kayama. Um, yeah. So, way back then. Not far from here. Yeah. Yeah. And were you kind of interested in music at, at that point, like growing up as a kid? I do. I remember always, like, uh, I had uncles and my, my dad wasn't ever into, like, loud mess in the house. Uh, right, so my yeah. uncles and aunties used to buy a lot of uh, annoying instruments to, how would you say, annoy him? <laughs> um, <laughs> So there's every photo of me as a kid is playing some sort of like fucking little piano or a trumpet or a you know whatever. Yeah. Until yeah. um until the day that I decided to make the most noise, mm. uh, which is playing drums. Yeah. The noises. <laughs> Lots of trouble from the neighbours all the time. Yeah, you, you, it's no, no one likes hearing people learn to play drums. Oh no real. no. <laughs> Did you, like, have any drummers in particular that you saw and you were just like, I want to do that? Yes. Probably back then it would have been around the time of Live Through This. Of course, Patty. Yep, yep. Loved it. Loved that band. They were, like, everything to me. I didn't know know about women playing rock music. Mm. And then I loved Nirvana. They were like yeah. one of my favourite bands as they were everyone's favourite band. Sure, yeah. Um, Mid-90s, yeah. yeah. I then, like, you know, when you're that age, you know, 13 years old or whatever, mm. you, you get obsessed and you want everything. So there's no internet. Well, there was internet, but, you know, people didn't have the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so, wasn't like thing everyone had. Totally. Yeah. So go to the news agents and you'd buy Kerrang! or, mm. you know, Circus Magazine or any of that. Anything that any one of your favourite bands were in. And then that's how I knew Kurt Cobain was married to Courtney Love. And I was yes, like, oh, she's oh, in a band. Okay, yeah. well then obviously I will listen to that. And yes. then I was like, holy shit, women play rock music. Yeah. This is crazy. My mind is blown. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. my favourite band now. Yeah. I pushed Nirvana away. I didn't push them away, but they, were, they moved to my second <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Second, <laughs> second fiddle, second fiddle. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm a couple of years younger than you. Cause, uh, so I came in when they put out Celebrity Skin. Yes. And I remember seeing that video for the first time being like, holy shit, what's going on here? Because you remember that video, right? Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just like it's like rock and roll and punk and glamour all at the same time. You're just like, 
wow, I've never seen any or heard anything like this. That was the he- like the heaviest guitar tone I'd ever heard at that yep. point. Like, da 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 Great album. Whoa, now we're talking. Great album. Yeah, so, so, so good. So, so good. Um, so, yeah, were you, like, playing in bands in high school or anything like that? Or I was. I, I started playing in bands when I was, I think, probably in maybe grade, grade 10 or 11. Yeah. Um, just with some people from school. Uh-huh. Um, just, you know, mucking around, and then we decided to start playing shows. Did you know your, your high school rocks and all that sort yeah, of stuff? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was just a bit of fun, really. We did play shows, but... Then I got very busy and started working uh, about an hour away from my house, so I didn't have much time. Yeah. Where were you living at that point? Uh, I was living on the Gold Coast at this point. Oh, shit. And, tra- and travelling to, tra- to Brisbane. Uh, probably in the late 90s. Right. Yeah. Right. What, what sparked that move? Oh, my parents moved. I was, yeah, I was, uh, was like, oh, young I, and, I, can't, I can't stay at home. I, I'm, I'm 15, I'm not allowed to live by myself. Um, yeah. A, yeah, that's a big sea change for, for at young age, too. Yeah, I was, it was fine. Like, there's a lot of, like, there was a lot of bands at my school, actually. It was, like, a very cool um, little scene going on. Yeah, yeah. Teenage scene going on, yeah. What, what kind of stuff were you playing? Everyone was into really different stuff, so yeah. as they all are at that age. I guess it was sort of like, it was quite grungy, I'd imagine, but yeah. um, more melodic vocals. It was a mishmash of God knows what. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was fun. <laughs> Short lived and fun. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, after, after high school, where do you kind of go from there? You, I remember you mentioned that you were looking at Brisbane for a while. Working in a record store in Brisbane called Skinny's Music. Of course, yeah. To this very day, uh, 12 years later, I still get asked if I'm the girl from Skinny's, which <laughs> is weird. Yeah, it happened to me literally four days ago. Someone's like, Are you? I recognize you. And I'm like, Okay. And they're like, You used to work at Skinny's in Brisbane. I'm like, Fuck, how do you know that? <laughs> Fuck, you must have been memorable. I, don't, it was, I was only a girl working there, that's right. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, from there I guess I start, I joined another band, which I guess was when I started touring and stuff like that. Okay, tell us about time. that band. Um, I was in a band called Rizelle. It was a three-piece um, sort of punk band Okay. Um, from Brisbane. Yeah. Like sort of, I don't know, we, we liked metal and we liked punk, so it yeah. was like a sort of metal punk sort of very melodic vocals it was a very weird mishmash of stuff but it was real fun and that's where I met Baby Machine who are playing tonight oh hey I play. we figured out tonight our first show together was 15 years ago wow yeah in Wollongong at the Oxford Arts the Oxford uh, Oxford <laughs> the Tavern the Oxford Tavern Art yeah, Factory yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy 15 years later here we are what a time mm. oh man that must have been weird to, to come back to the going after all that time as well yeah I hadn't toured since I quit, I quit playing music in 2005. Yeah, right. And then Georgia figured out my secret. And, uh, yeah. So there was this whole gap where you weren't playing music at all. Mm, I had seven years off. Wow. Mm, it was great. <laughs> oh, I was getting good nights sleep. <laughs> no I was exercising carrying, regularly. Yeah. No fucking drums being locked in and out of bands. Fuck. Why would you play drums? I wasn't having a fucking snare ringing in my ears every night, you know, like it was bliss. 
I, I could see myself here. Oh, know? yeah, God, yeah. I used to go actually down for work um, a fair bit, and every time yeah. I'd leave, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to go. I yeah, don't like yeah, the yeah. heat, and I like these pubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see a band on a Monday. What the fuck? Like that? Yes. Anywhere. And there'll actually be people there. Yeah, there'll be heaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a luxury, isn't it? Definitely. You, yeah. It's, it's, it's something you kind of take, your, take for granted after a while until you realise you, you go anywhere else and everyone's just like, what the fuck? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean, you can have more than one band playing on, on more than, like, in, in more than one place at the same time and, like, people actually turn up? It's insane. <laughs> oh, I need to lie down. This is this is too much. <laughs> ah, okay. Talk us through getting coaxed out of of retirement. Okay, so my parents um, were renovating their house where all of my drums were. Yeah. In in Queensland. Um, yeah. My mum said. Get your shit out of my garage. It's taking up all this space. You've yeah. got to take it away. We're coming down in a couple of weeks. We will bring it and put it at your house. And I said, okay, fine. So I got it back to my house, chucked it in the corner. Georgia McDonald came to my house one afternoon uh-huh. and said, what the fuck is that? And I said, drum kit. And she said, whose is it? And I said, mine. And she said, well, fine, you're going to be in my band then. Because she'd been looking for a band for quite a while, but yeah. she hadn't. She was sort of too scared to ask anyone, and didn't yeah. didn't want somebody she didn't know because she didn't want them to not understand her songs or whatever. Sure, so yeah. she's like, "You won't fuck it up, just do it." And I'm like, "You don't even know if I can play drums." And she's yes. like, "I'm sure you can. You're in." And I'm like, "Fuck, all right, <laughs> Jesus Christ." That's all it takes. Trust you enough, if, even if there's a drum kit there. <laughs> yeah. Can't imagine what it'd been like if it was any other instrument. Oh yeah. no, it was weird. Like. So yeah, she um she said I'm coming to your house next Saturday and we're gonna set it up in the lounge room and we're gonna we're gonna play. And I'm like okay. So she rocked up and she started playing Stove Lighter. Ah yes. And uh, we just started jamming along and it was the first time Georgia had ever played with a, a drummer. Right, her yeah. face, as you imagine, she plays solo. She just turned, when we started playing and she's playing in time along with drums. Her face was just like. Holy shit, we're playing, we're in a fucking band. Like, she was like, it's a whole different experience than playing by yourself, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we got to the first verse, we didn't even get to the, you know, anywhere near the middle of the song. And she's like, okay, that's perfect, that one's done next. And I'm like, we haven't even, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> haven't even played half the song no. yet. So it was, it was, it was going to happen from the start. Oh, that was just the two of you? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So how did Kelly get involved? Kelly, um, I didn't know any bass players. Georgia randomly met Kelly um, in a kitchen. Yeah. And said, "Do you want to play bass?" We didn't know what on earth she sounded like. Yeah. For the first uh, six weeks we went to rehearsal, we didn't know what she sounded like either because the sound was very bad. So we just like, "Oh, she's playing something. That's all good." <laughs> and it wasn't until we recorded a demo of one song we were like, "Oh, is yeah. that what you play? That's yeah. pretty cool." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's different. Yeah. Cool. That was that was literally just off like a like one mic or something, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And Kelly was so sick when we did that. We did like one take, and then she's like, "I have to leave." Yeah, it was enough for us to know what she sounded like. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's a, that's a really kind of strange contrast from like the last major band that you're in, you know, like having like these friends that you've known for ages just kicking around, you know, just being, you know, you're feeling exuberance and whatnot, and then having, you know, two into going into a band with two people that you've never played with before and barely know. Like exactly, I'd known Georgia for about, I'd probably known Georgia for about nine months, maybe yeah. a year, and that's yeah. it. And Kelly, I hadn't met ever until the yeah. first time we rehearsed. What was that like, you know, kind of going into that, being like, well, fuck, this could be anything. Yeah, know? it was it was cool. We were like, <laughs> it doesn't really matter, we like each other. And so it was easy from the start, and that's how we knew it was going to be good. What was that first show like? First show, it was fun. We were shitting our pants. Mm, I can um, imagine. We got cut off because sound restrictions. Um, it was a warehouse party. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, they, they told us to stop. We played four songs. Yeah. <laughs> how many did you ha- how many did you have? Probably five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, first the first, like we had the ones we, we basically played some Georgia Mac solo songs with yeah. uh, with instruments. We'd written Lost at that point. That was the first song we wrote as a band and we didn't get time to play it because uh we got cut off. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> oh well, who needs the warehouse anyway? No. Look at you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, talk us through, like, you know, touring that for the first time as well, you know, like, getting around and playing these places again. Like, was that a surreal thing to be like, I never thought I'd be doing this again? Yeah, I did. I like, I said that to Georgia and Kelly. I was like, I gave this up so long ago. What the yeah. fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, last time I toured this venue, you weren't even allowed in it, so yeah. that's fine. Um, but, yeah, that was, yeah, that's it another, was fun. That's another contrast I love between like the three of you the fact that you've obviously been doing this way way longer than the other two and like anytime something will come up you'll just be like trust me I know from experience don't fucking do that Mm, yes you do (laughs) I tell you what I fucking learnt it the hard way I'll tell you (laughs) I did it wrong the first time the lesson to me I know I I fucked it I've already fucked it now you don't have to You're 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 a true martyr, I believe. <laughs> oh, no, definitely wouldn't say that. <laughs> some would, some some might, some might. Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> but yeah, like, was there any point, like, in those like early days in those first few shows that you kind of, I don't know, had it in the back of your head that like, oh, maybe maybe we're on something here, you know? Like, was it one of those things, you know, where you start noticing more and more people coming and stuff like that? You're just like can actually fucking make a go with this it might not just be something where we're kicking around at warehouse parties or yeah i guess um i don't know georgia had put in a good two years worth work before we came along so yeah yeah there's that to begin with like from the very first day that we started it was kind of like we had you know people who were fans of georgia sure and we had very supportive friends who like like that first show was so full and no, and no one even knew if we could do anything yeah. so it was really really nice that's just the Melbourne scene I guess it's like like okay we'll come and support you and, and, mm. and then the Georgia fans and so that was kind of really cool but um, yeah she definitely put in a lot of work before that I mean Kelly knew what an excellent songwriter she was so mm. we're like this is cool like what can we do together that will yeah. be different than this and that's when the new songs started coming along like you know, I think Lost and then the next one was Done, I think, was the next song we yeah, wrote yeah, after yeah. that. And, yeah, just, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She realised that we weren't going to ruin her songs <laughs> much. Um, Only a little. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was fun. It was cool. 
That's amazing. We never really thought of anything else. We just thought, cool, we like hanging out. Yeah. This is is fine. You've kind of of just always just taken it, you know, one little bit at a time. And, you know, it's kind of like slowly kind of accumulated over that, you know, what's been two years now. Yeah. Yeah, we had a two-year anniversary in uh, August, June, July. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Something, I don't even know what it is. (laughs) I don't even know what country we're in I literally have no idea where I am. (laughs) It's okay. How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, Six. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Looking back on, you know, the last two years and everything that's that's happened, like, what do you you think about, like, when you, you know, see those, you know, bigger crowds and the kind of response that this band has gotten, like... I I, I can imagine it would have been way beyond what any of you would have initially at least comprehended. Oh, fuck yeah. We, um, it's amazing. It's still, we still every night that, you know, we can, we're just like, holy shit, we can just play in front of 1,200 people. That's Mm. that's fucking crazy. And it could happen 80 times and every single time we're still just, holy shit, there's people in the room. Like it's... Yeah, every pretty much every show we play, George is like, "Oh my god, what if no one comes?" I'm like, "Well, this it's sold out." She's like, "Yeah, but what if someone just bought all the tickets just to trick us?" Like that still happens every second show. So <laughs> I don't think we're going to get used to people there. <laughs> what do you think about when you see those like massive, massive shows in particular? You know, like doing Laneway and stuff mm. like that, and doing those bigger, bigger festivals. You know, yeah, especially because you know. Like, some people will come specifically to see you, but you're also kind of getting in people where it's just, like, like relative newcomers and yep. stuff like that, where you're just like, oh, what's going on over here? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's, it's very scary. It's fun as well. It's fun playing to, like, that, like that, that Laneway Melbourne hometown show was, like, absolutely insane. It's like, I, when we finished playing, I was kind of like, I asked one of the people that worked there I was like it just the people just didn't stop they were just it went on and on yeah and, and she said yeah that stage is a kilometer long and I was like holy fucking Jesus Christ I'm glad I didn't know that beforehand yeah I just closed my eyes holy shit <laughs> but yeah it's, it's it's very very nice and we're always very um appreciative every time we get to play in front of that many people and yeah, people yeah. it still blows our minds that people know the words to our songs to yeah. this very day it's great yeah and now it's happening on other sides of the country oh, as well. Oh, yeah, it's happening and, Like, at other sides of the fucking globe. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the craziest thing, I think. Yeah. We got but to that, a, almost, that almost didn't happen, did it? Didn't nearly, it was, it was very close. Yeah. <laughs> very close. What can you legally say about um, going down there? <laughs> without going to prison or uh, not being allowed back into America, um... It was hard getting into that country. We had we had lots of legal paperwork. We had many, 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 many thousands of dollars worth of legal documents. But um, holy shit! Yeah, it's uh, it's not the easiest country to get into at the moment. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> don't want to say too much, but yeah. Uh, Difficulty something something. Yeah, uh, redacted, redacted. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee cups. Uh, <laughs> something something. <laughs> People who don't want to do anything or let you in because you aren't from somewhere where they are from something something. The end. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. It, once we got in, it was very stressful. Um, I think I aged about fifteen years that week. But um, <laughs> once we got in, it was a great time. We had a really nice time. We couldn't 
that first night we played in New York, we'd just gotten off a plane, we'd been detained for five and a half hours, we were exhausted, we'd been travelling for 32 hours. Oh, my God. It was fucked. Um, and Jeff, we were staying with Jeff and Christine, Jeff Rosenstock, our beautiful friend, yep. and his Previous lovely wife. Of the show. Yes. And we got there and we explained to them what happened in uh, customs and they were, just couldn't believe what they were hearing. And then we were like, it's fine, we're in now. Played the first show that night with Jeff and Worry, I uh, no, just Jeff that night. Yeah. And we, as soon as we started playing, like every fucking person in the room knew all the words and we were just like, this is absolutely fucking nuts. This is, we're fine. We, we, I haven't slept and I've, I've had, I was very cross before, yeah. but now I feel very happy and very appreciative of what we get to do. It's great. Fantastic. Yeah. How did, how did you hook up with, with Warriors? How did that happen? Georgia played at Fest. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Solo. Well, she, she was kind of on holiday and then Fest saw she was on holiday somehow, maybe Instagram or something. Yeah. And said, do you want to come play a solo set? So she did and um, she met Lauren there. And I think Lauren said to, to Georgia, oh, we want to come to Australia. And so Georgia said, as Georgia says often, <laughs> it's probably the most said thing Georgia, Georgia that comes out of Georgia's mouth, um, ask Tomo. Um, <laughs> so she asked Tomo and I said, oh, well, let's try and hook something up for Weekender. But, yeah, we were actually initially going to the States to do some shows with Modern Baseball. Ah, yes. Um, and we hadn't booked anything but we'd had we'd taken a month kept a month free for that mm. um then Bren wasn't very well um mm. messaged me and said we're not going to be doing the tour I'm so sorry it's like so fine your mental health is clearly way more important than Absolutely. a tour yeah yeah no, no problem. problem you're our friend do what you got to do whatever we'll see you soon yes um and then we kind of went well, we've got a month off anyway maybe we should just try and piece something together so mm. I basically text Kayatana, text Jeff, text previous uh, yes, mm-hmm. previous guest of the show. Um, I'd, I'd just met Chris from Thin Lips. He'd been in Australia. Text him, um, Chris Farron. Uh, another previous guest of the show. Another previous guest. Um, You're like a Venn diagram. That's it. Um, <laughs> and because I'd been speaking to Lauren about Weekender, also said to her, "Hey, we're going to maybe come." And all of those people got into an email, and we piece together a tour of friends it was great yeah mm. sweet love a chain email which eventually becomes a group chat exactly <laughs> and uh yeah and we got to hang out with modern baseball anyway oh, so perfect. that was all we really wanted to do in the first place oh that's so, and i mean so what's wonderful. better than playing shows is not playing shows and hanging out with the people yeah <laughs> john john said that the other day he was just like i want to i want to put on a gig with all my favorite bands but none of us play yeah we just hang out that's the dream <laughs> <laughs> the, hard, the, the worst part of the night is when you're playing. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't get to catch up with everyone. It, like, delays everything by oh, half an hour. Look, I'll, we'll finish this conversation in bloody 45 minutes, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> 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 oh, sorry, I've got all these screaming fans chanting my name, you know? Like, it's a rough life. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was very, very nice, and... um. It worked out really well, and yeah. Lauren did so much work for that tour, so it's very yeah. nice that she can now be here. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the worries can be here. And, yeah, um, it's incredible. We can try and repay them for what they what did for us, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been a fucking banner year this year for you guys, hasn't it? You know, like Laneway, getting to do two nights in the drama theatre of the opera Oh, House. God, yeah, that was scary, yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
like just a gorgeous, gorgeous room. As oh well. yeah, like it was beautiful. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. What what was that like? Kind of walking in there and just being like, oh, this is this is this is our night. This is what we're doing. Yeah, you know? it was insane. Have you ever been in there before? No, never. It, it was very big, and it, the sound was insane, mm. and we felt like frauds. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was a very great night all of our families came to it None, like kelly's kelly's dad and kelly's brother came in and yeah. we had george's mum and grandma fly up from melbourne and my parents flew down from the gold coast and we That's had amazing. even like tommy our beautiful lovely tech his yes. parents flew down as well oh my god I everyone the, they I were love, all there I love they the were all there. everyone was there all the parents were having a great time yeah drunk they were all drunk <laughs> of course they were <laughs> Pete Sloan is one of the greatest people I've ever oh, met. Oh, he's great. You should get him on the show. <laughs> oh, He'd tell God. you a tale. He'd tell, he'd tell me more than a few. The magpie whisperer himself. Oh, yeah. He was. He came to the show last night. Oh, Pete and Sue last night. What a champion. Yep. Great people. Gotta love him. Gotta love him. Star of Jen Clover's new video. Yes, indeed. An absolute classic. <laughs> An a classic in the making. Yep. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, through all of this, you know, like... As your your online presence will attest to, you know, you've had, you know, like, all this elation and all these people that fucking love you and have, like, t- tattoos of your band and mm, shit. There's a lot of you. them. It's craziness. Yeah. And as we have well discussed, there are people that want to know when you're coming back to certain towns and cities <laughs> and, or, you know, will complain about either shows being too big or not big enough, mm. you know. Oh, like, yeah. How, how have you navigated that whole thing? Like, we've talked about, you know, like, turning your messages off on Facebook yep. and intentionally not having Twitter and stuff yep. like that. Yep. Like, do you feel you've had to really kind of step in and just be like, like, try to wade out through as much of the bullshit as possible? Oh, yeah. Don't read anything. That's what, that's what you... If you want to survive, if you want to be a band for more than a year, you yeah. can't read that shit. There's too many people out there. Yeah. Especially, you know... Your Triple J crowds of the world. It's yep. just uh, not Triple J. That's no, that's not true. It's I think people who, who people who uh, comment on, uh, live their lives to comment on Triple J posts that are uh, yeah. one breed. <laughs> but um, no, it's I mean it's it's sometimes hard to do, but it's got to be done if yeah. you want to keep doing it and you want to have any sort of sanity. I mean, you're never going to please everyone. Yeah, of course. Can't try. Yeah. You try please one person, you got to, you know, make another one upset. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here we are, you know, mm. like through everything. And now you're ending this year with, you know, the the Camp Savage show as it's now known. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fucking amazing. I can't wait for that. That's yeah. We can't believe we're playing in the forum. Another one that we're wondering why the fuck they're going to let us in. Yeah, just one of those gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful rooms, mm. right? Yeah. So, so nice. And that, that's going to be the, the biggest show you've ever played. Yeah, 2,000. Yeah. Holy that's shit. That's too many people. <laughs> fuck. I don't know 2,000 people. I'm going to close my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> just just a really strenuous Facebook invite. It's just like, fuck, do I know 2,000 people? <laughs> invite all, invite all. Yeah. Friend, my hello friend I met in Amsterdam six years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah just come along. <laughs> Put you on the door. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where do you see things kind of going from here? Like you know, like obviously, this has all happened on the back of a of a single record. You know, that was kind of put together on the fly based off you know songs from a previous solo career, and it you know almost accidentally became the biggest fucking record. One of the yeah. biggest records Poison City's ever put out as well. It certainly wasn't an accident, yeah. Um, 
Uh, we've, we've, we've got stuff coming up. Yeah, we've got, um, we're going to start recording next month. Yeah. Haven't finished writing, but... Yeah. Um, How are you feeling going into that? Oh, fine. <laughs> we, uh, we, we do things the wrong way. So sort of how we did the last record a day and a half just played some songs live and Sam press record it's gonna do the exact same thing it worked once same studio same same guy um Sam asked us if we would do more days so we gave him one more day so we're doing two days that's right so how about that fancy ladies (laughs) yeah so we'll probably have to do a few more takes because we don't know the songs but um (laughs) see any difference <laughs> well not for nothing but I have the utmost faith in you and everything you. that you do Tomo thank and you I, very much I, I have for the entire two years that I've met you <laughs> that's, why, I, that's I, why we love you DJY because uh, you give us compliments I appreciate that <laughs> I, I appreciate not being on your shit list so 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 much <laughs> it's a pretty long list I, tell you I can imagine <laughs> let's go through it now <laughs> let's start at A and work our way down shall we Aaron A. Aronson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he was bad. What a dickhead. Yeah, he was bad. (laughs) Oh, God. The the list has just hit the floor. We're just going to have to scroll our way through. (laughs) You've got another couple hours until you you play. I reckon reckon we can work our way through. Oh, (laughs) maybe not enough. Not enough. enough. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We will wrap it up here. But before we do that, Tomo, I ask this of all of my guests. Yes. It's now your turn. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you, Sarah Thompson, have ever played in your entire life. My entire life. Now, there are two ways you can go about this. You can end on a positive, so go worse than best, or you can send this podcast into a crushing low and go best than (laughs) worst. Oh, God. Okay, well, it's going to be whichever one I, I can think of first. The worst show I ever played was in a place called Mount Monganui in New Zealand. Okay. Um, with the previous band, as stated, very r- rowdy. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. The singer, before we'd played, kicked a hole through the bathroom wall. I hope no one shit. there is listening. I don't know why. And we, I want to know how. That's I, impressive. I, I don't know how. Was um, it like a thin wall? I, I don't know. <laughs> was it like a whole thing? Was it like a brick wall? If, if you're in New Zealand, I'm very sorry. Um, I don't know how that happened. Um, this was just before we started playing, so we played the set so quickly that because we had to get the hell out of there and we just bolted. Before and, someone found yeah, it. Yeah, and it was so cold and, and the sound was shit and it was terrible. We had a really fun time, but Jesus Christ, it was the worst show. I would have hated to be there. And oh I know people to this day that were there and said it was fun, but it, I tell you what, I don't think it was. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> have you been back to New Zealand since? No, I've been, I've been back. I haven't played shows there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not wanted, but I know. Of. It wasn't me. I was just there. I reckon when you go back, Kelly should kick a hole in the wall. <laughs> I don't think Kelly's strong enough. Whoa! <laughs> Maybe public call. Nah, she doesn't. She does, she she doesn't do she doesn't do weightlifting. Um, <laughs> now the best show. Yes, I think the best show was uh, well, two parts. Okay. Every show we did with. Kaitana when they were here was yes. so fun. The perfect band. Yeah, the perfect band, the perfect shows, whether they were like great sounding or not, they were just so fun. Like they yeah. were literally the funnest shows I think we'll ever play in our lives. And probably and along with that, um, the the second of the two opera house shows. Ah. Um, because we did two sets. Um, that was just 
that was I think we'd gotten through the first one mm. we were like okay the nerves are gone yeah, now the yeah, next yeah. one we can enjoy and where there's vivid lighting people here and oh, wow. it sounds amazing and everyone we know is here and this is beautiful and we're in the opera house holy shit let's have a fun time and that was a really really nice night so I'd say that one that's gorgeous yeah you, you gave us a happy ending yeah I'm so thankful. And then I and then I died, and then oh, I got resuscitated. Oh, R.I.P. Worst Gone night too, in my whole Gone too soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hardly knew you, Tomo. It's right. This is uh, the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Camp Cope, Cash Savage and the Last Drinks, RVG, December 3rd? Yes. The Forum Theatre. Yes. Tickets on sale now probably won't be for long. No. Well, I don't know. Who knows? It's 2,000 tickets. Yeah, that's true. Fuck. But, you know, I reckon... I, I reckon by the time this comes out, there might, there'll either be very few or none left. That's well, that's my prediction. Oh, if there's any left, please buy them. Although it's embarrassing for us. <laughs> <laughs> Tomo, is there anything that you would like to share, plug, say before we mosey off into um, this great Wollongong night? I don't think so. I think we've covered everything on on planet Earth. Um, <laughs> just uh, have a lovely day and night, DJ White. That's all I have to say. Thank you very much. I, I wish the same for you, Tom. And I'll see you in the uh, in the pit for the stove lighter drum. Uh, oh yes, air drumming. <laughs> Should we explain that quite briefly? As we as aforementioned, the first ever Camp Cope song was stove lighter, mm. and uh, yeah, one time I was watching you guys play, and I know that song really really well because you know obviously it was the first one, so I had plenty of time with it, and we happened to just clock eyes at the same time, and. Just as that boom, pa, that first snare hit comes in. Yep. And, you know, like I instinctively, like I subconsciously just air drum to everything. But yep. I just did it at one, this one opportune moment. And you were, you were just like, you know these songs better than I. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew we'd only the... played it yeah. maybe twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then pretty much every other time since then, like tonight is my, I want to say, 17th time seeing Shit. this band. And uh, in that time, every time Stove Lighter started, we, no matter how big or how small the crowd, we've managed to find one yep. another. I thought I, I didn't think I was going to find you on a Friday night, but yeah. I, I found you. <laughs> I looked around, you put your hand up. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God you've got me because I couldn't see shit. Oh, goodness. We even did it at Laneway and that was massive. We did massive it at Laneway. Because I was up on a hill. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the one person with a hoodie in bloody 40 degree weather. <laughs> Who could it be? <laughs> Fucking says the one who always wears a goddamn beanie didn't, regardless of the weather. I didn't have one on that day. Bullshit. I you didn't. totally did. I didn't. There's a photo of me nearly vomiting. I was so hot. It's true. I've got to find that photo. Yeah, our Dan McKay made a gift out of it. <laughs> Classic. Classic Dan. Well, thank you for giving me a reason to drum. No and, problem. And Thanks thank for you, drumming. And thank you for being on my podcast. And thank you for being a dear, dear friend. And no problem. Thank you for everything that you do, Tommy. Thank You're a wonderful you person. Much. Thank you so much for having me. An absolute pleasure. I'm David Jones, and all my friends are in Barbados.